Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Public. I am so glad that you joined us here today. I am Matt Odegaard and I'm here with my wife Bethany for number two in our parenting series. Today we are talking about obedience, disobedience, and discipline and some tips, tricks, maybe some ways that you can help influence your children to help them grow into fully fledged human beings um, as sometimes as sometimes we want. Sometimes it's hard and uh, this, this life is really hard. We've talked about before on this channel that, uh, that the, the world is kind of against your family. So we wanted to give you all yep. that you can to help you. Um, again, thanks for choosing Church Public and let's go ahead and get started. Again, welcome back to Church Public. If you missed number one, you can go back and check that out at churchpublic.com or any of the podcasting sites like Amazon and Apple and Google and all those other places. If you like it, if you subscribe, I really appreciate that. And if you really like it, you can share this with your friends because we're just trying to get the word out about how to connect faith and culture and live in this world as a believer in the midst of all the cultural craziness. If you have other questions about things that are going on, I've addressed a lot of different things over the past several uh, months at churchpublic.com, so you can check that out all the episodes there. So today we are talking about parenting, and we're talking about parenting because it's really important. So again, number one is an overview of all the different parenting stages. You can go check that out at churchpublic.com. And this is number two, where we are talking about discipline and obedience and disobedience and and what all of those things do so before we get into that let's just do a quick overview of the stages i'll let bethany take that yeah sure okay so we talked about the stages last time just really quick the first stage would be the discipline years ages zero through five and this is where you're <clears throat> teaching your kids about consequences for their actions this is probably one of the most physically and emotionally demanding stages, letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, yeah, consequences. Okay, and then the next stage is the training years, ages five through 12, and that's where we're focusing more on helping our kids understand the why behind why we do what we do and how we act the way we act and connecting God and scripture and motivation into shaping their character. Um, there's lots of corrections that go on during these training years because that's exactly what they are, mm -hmm. training. And um, yep, so that's five to 12. Then the next stage, which is I would say basically where we are right now, the mm -hmm. coaching years, ages 12 to 18. And this is where you're giving your kids a chance to really live out what they've been taught through the discipline and the training years. I'm um, giving them more rope and a little more freedom. And the hardest part during this stage would be letting your kids fall mm -hmm. while the stakes are low um, and not instantly bailing them out, you know, teaching them how to get to the end of their problems with a godly view uh, that is coming from their, their character and um, what the Bible says, and also, too, just giving them the chance to be adults yeah. and live on their own without mom and dad making every decision for them. We're definitely very present in this stage for um, feedback, but this is, this is kind of letting your kids learn to fly, wouldn't mm -hmm. you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and then the goal, our goal, we're like three years away from this goal with one of our kids, uh, would be the final stage, 
the friendship years. And so um, just you've got the, the, the hard work for the most part done with the earlier, um, the earlier stages. And this is where you just get to enjoy uh, your kids. And this is like a goal for us that we want our kids to want to be with us mm, when so they're um, when they don't have to be, you know, we want them to want to share in our family time and the things that we do. Um, yeah. When they have a choice to do other things. So that's the goal. Yeah. That's really good. So those are the stages and, and we just, we, again, if you, if those are confusing, if you want more information, you can go back to the previous parenting session and check that out at churchpublic.com. We just want you to understand these stages because it is important. You can't right parent your kids the same all the way through. And as Bethany said, even, and then we said before, like being friends with your kids too early is detrimental to your relationship. Your kids might not like you when you tell them what is right and wrong. And that's okay because being liked is not the goal. Right. It's shaping a small human into a fully functional adult human. And sometimes that comes with saying no. Sometimes, especially in those younger years, it comes with saying no a lot of times. And that's really hard. And that goes against culture. That's why we're talking about this today. Because back in the early 20th century, like 30s and 40s, parents and families, I mean, you've, you've probably, if you haven't read the books, you've seen the movies, like parents and families were strict. It was a strict environment and everybody's wearing the suits and ties, even the kids, the suits and ties and all the things. Um, and you're focused on your outward appearance and that's just the way life was. And then in 1946, this thing changed and a, a lot changed in, in the 19s. Um, but there was this book by Dr. Spock and no, not the Star Trek guy, um, Dr. Benjamin Spock. And he wrote a book called Baby and Child Care. And this book really has echoes even into the present day because this book changed the way parents parent rather than telling your kids what they should do and shouldn't do. And again, like growing their character and values and, and as I would say faith, it said, just let your kid do what they want to do and let your kid lead and your kids in charge. And you hear this all the time now. Um, and I, I won't do too many culturally sensitive things right now because there's, there's a lot going on about kids choosing all kinds of things like gender and, and all these other things. But but your kids don't know because they're kids. Adults know, but this book really changed the way a lot of people parented. And the stress was on loving them instead of discipline, instead of control. And, and, and of course there was don't ever physically discipline them because that will destroy them. And of course uh, there's abuse things and, and we talk about that, but, but also like don't put them on a schedule and feed them when they're hungry every time. And um, th these these things led to all sorts of weird parenting styles where the kid is in charge, not the parent. And that's just an Ugh. upside down, topsy-turvy kind of reality that caused a lot of, of the cultural discipline issues. Because all of a sudden you have all these adults coming into the world who have never had responsibility, never had discipline, and just want to do whatever they want to do, yeah. um, which, as we've talked about on the channel before, like you, you can't just do whatever you want. You, you have to have some guidelines for how you live your life. Otherwise, you just crash into everybody else, and then everybody's unhappy, and that right. doesn't that doesn't work very good. So 
this book is is one of the highest selling books on parenting of all time and it is still very today? popular today wow it is it's still very popular today but it's been now repackaged and a lot of people use some of these values and 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 some of the ideals without attribution and and they don't even know where it comes from but this is a lot of where it comes from and it's the 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 overarching concept is that you don't want to be overprotective because it was this response that maybe parents were a little too overprotective, too strict, maybe. Um, so the pendulum swung from being overprotective to being underprotective and just saying, fine, do whatever you want, live however you want. Uh, and you hear this again today, you be you, you live your life, find your truth. It, it is really the same type of ideology, the same type of philosophy um, that, that brought about both things. And my proposition is, our proposition is, just be protective, not overprotective, not underprotective, just be protective. Protect them from the things that they shouldn't run into and then allow the things and process through the things. We talked about communication. It's really important to just talk through the things that come up in this world. And there's all sorts of weird and crazy things <laughs> that come up in this world. I'll just say a couple more things on discipline as well, because we always tie it back into the Bible. The Bible is really the source of our truth and the source of our life, and, and it's really important. So um, I'm going to actually turn to Hebrews. A lot of people do the Proverbs verse, you know, train up a child in the way they should go. It's really important, and that is true. I'm going to go to Hebrews today. This is Hebrews um, 12, and it's, it's similar but he quotes it in a different way. And this is Hebrews 12, 5. Have you completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses its son? It says, my son, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes everyone he accepts as his son. Um, I'll go on a little bit in verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. What children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate true sons and daughters at all. We have had human fathers who disciplined us and we respect them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of God, the father of spirits, God, and we should live? They disciplined us for a little while. They thought it was good. God disciplines us for our good so we share in his holiness listen to this part no discipline seems pleasant mm -hmm. at the time but it's painful yeah. later on however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those that have been trained by it. one more verse verse 12 therefore strengthen your feeble arms strengthen your weak knees make level paths for your feet so that you may not be disabled but rather healed Discipline is necessary, and God treats us like his children, and that really is a good thing. And nobody likes discipline. The writer of Hebrews even says, we don't like it. It doesn't feel good. We don't want to be disciplined. But it's really important because, again, we'll just talk in terms of children. Children don't know what they want. We all know this. It's so obvious. When a child only wants to eat lollipops and donuts, that's what they want. That's not good for them. Of course, we all know this. And yet, this that's why I brought up this whole Dr. Spock thing. Like, the idea is, and again, this is old, but I, I have friends in the last couple of years who are sending their kids to these weird academies where they just let them wear, like, Harry Potter robes and run around and do whatever we want. Like, this is a real thing. I'm not even making a joke. Like, that's real. Um, but it's important to say, no, child, that's not good for you. 
maybe you're not quite old enough as a five-year-old or 10-year-old or 15-year-old to have seen the whole world and understand that there's more going on. And so as parents, this is now our job. Our job is to help them know more about the world so that they can be productive in it. And of course, we'll come back to Bible like we want we want people to follow Jesus. We want our children to follow Jesus. So um, I'm going to turn, I'm going to just say one more thing. If God loves us this much, if he disciplines us this much, we should definitely do the same for our children because we love them and we want them to know that we love them. So I'll turn it over to Bethany for a moment to just talk about a little bit of the objectives of discipline and how we get into it. Um, so it's not too much and not too little. Yeah, we said at the end of last episode, like our objective is that when we're done this thing, our kids want to be with us. Our objective is that they don't hate us, that they just, they, they want to be with us because we're in that friendship stage. So um, when you're disciplining, you really want to be careful that um, your end product is not a perfect child mm-hmm. on the outside who hates you. That's really painful. So many people discipline so that their child looks a certain way and the cost is the relationship. There's none. So think about that. Um, Another objective when you're figuring out discipline is if you don't do it the right way, your kids are going to want to get away from you. They want to get away from the house as fast as they can and just be done with you. Again, avoid that. And um, another objective in disciplining is raising a healthy child who will leave the nest. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. In a good way, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And again, that statement I said last time, don't trade what is unique to you for something someone else can do. What's unique to you and your spouse, your children, right? So keep that in mind. It is no one else's job other than yours because they are unique to you. God's gift to you to raise them as God instructs us how to do it. Yeah. So um, the greatest thing that you will do, literally the greatest thing that you will do in your life is um, raise a child. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) it's a huge feat it's a huge overwhelming feat but if you have that mindset this is my life's work here you know uh that shapes how you discipline things and just how you do it so another um gift to give your children in this whole thing is a strong and healthy marriage and maintaining a marriage that is more important than the children that's very controversial today um but I have to say it's a, an all-out war. It's an all-out war. For sure. Protecting your marriage and modeling God's love through marriage to your kids. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. But that it all, it all And to get spiritual, it, again, we've talked about this in other shows. And you can go back and listen to some of the parenting shows, fathering show, all those other ones. Like, the devil does not want healthy families at all, period, full stop. He doesn't, oh, my goodness. He doesn't want them. He will attack your family. He will attack your kids. He will attack your marriage. He will attack these things because any way that he can get in and like pry you apart, whether it's husband and wife or kids and parents, like the devil will be uh, seeking to destroy because, because again, and I, I talk about this at length in the, in the, in the father episode, but 
but it's, it's really important that in this context of mother and father and child, just boil it down to, to that little small piece, you can pass on this, this character that we were talking mm -hmm. about. You can pass on the values that you're talking about. And especially in this context, we're talking about the faith. You pass on the faith that you have. And that's really important for you to do intentionally and all the time, continually. Because it, we can't farm off raising our kids to schools and, and teachers. We can't even farm off raising our kids to churches. Right. I, that sounds like something we should do. And I believe me, hear me. Churches are really important, but churches are not the core of what makes a family. A church is a family, but that's the next level of family, brothers and sisters in Christ, and we need that. But we need to have our family units growing in character and values and faith, and then we go out into the church, and then we gather with other families and other people in the faith, and then that goes out from there, and these these reciprocating rings just keep going on and on and on. But if we try to if we try to cheat that part in the middle, you're not going to have even strength in the church right. because it's not based on this core value of of again like creating humans, tiny humans, and then growing them into adult humans that, that continue on. Like that, that is the core cycle of, of all of humanity, even in the church. And we, and we need to pour more into that. And that's why this parenting is, is really, really important. And I don't think we put enough, um, I guess, verbiage behind the fact that like the devil is trying to destroy. You hit on that, yes. but I just don't think that as families, we call it out for what it is, you know, and pray against his yeah. attack. Like the Bible says, the devil is a, like a roaring lion looking to devour, mm -hmm. you know, and the things, I'm just thinking like the things that he's throwing at our kids these days, choose your gender, choose mm -hmm. whatever you want. You know, your parents are, your parents are ridiculous. You don't need them. Like those are attacks from the devil. <laughs> those are attacks from the devil. And I think we just don't see it as that well this is our culture and this is what it is like i mean you should see my journals just in your name lord the devil has no place here you know and he will not be able to stand against my children because of your name and your power you know and so that is just a, a huge thing in my daily parenting life Absolutely. is praying 100%. against the attacks because yeah our culture is saying families aren't important yep. these days and that's a He's roaring like a lion, devouring, and we have to devour those those thoughts. Yeah. You know, anyway, so. That's really important. Yeah. So we're gonna shift to active parenting. And so Ooh. this is, uh, it's something that's really important and it's not necessarily taught. It, 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 I mean, I never encountered it in school or even church or anywhere. It, it, it's something that you really need to do though, as a parent, you need to be active. And the opposite of that would be passive, right? Just sitting around and um, most moms are not necessarily like this because moms are more empathetic and they they just know that they need to keep their kids alive. <laughs> I'm just saying. And dads, just super generally, tend to work out of the home and tend to go to work and then they come home and then they sit and they're more passive. So I'm speaking to everybody, but but maybe a little bit more towards dads. Like you have to be an active part of parenting. It's really important that you don't just do your job that you call your work or whatever and then come home and then just sit and don't parent. It's really important to be partners in it and it's really mm -hmm. important to be a leader as a dad in the home and step into that role and it's hard and it's challenging and you won't always do it right. It's and, exhausting. And, and that's okay. It's all okay. But you have to do it. And you have to try and you have to lean into it and, and just, just put as much energy into it as you possibly can and be 
present and be I just like the word active. I think it's a really good word. Just be active in parenting. Don't sit around, wait for something to happen. Just stand up, just do it. The loss is tragic if you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the loss is tragic if you don't. So in our house, um, as we're talking about discipline, um, it kind of makes you think of obedience mm -hmm. and, and they kind of, you think, go oh, hand in hand. Um, and obedience has the wrap of do what I do, do what I tell you to do because I'm, because I said so. Yeah. And we've tried to steer away from that. Um, we have tried to instill in our children the value of honor. Um, I want you to obey me because you love me and you trust me. And I know something that you don't know that's going to make you a better person. Right. Um, also, too, just in how they treat their siblings. Um, honor your siblings. We always tell our kids, like, your friends are going to come and go. And, you know, the only people who are really going to last are your siblings. So you don't have the option of not working this out in a way that is honoring. You know, your actions honor or dishonor all of those involved. And so if you can get to the point where they're honoring a person and how um, they treat them, obedience kind of falls into place. And rules just kind of fall into place because you're thinking about the other person and how your actions or non-actions can affect them. So, um, yeah, like, what, what do you want to say about that? I was just going to read the next thing, that, that if you base your parenting just on rules, yeah. then the kids are going to break the rules. If you give them the boundaries, kids and adults do this too, you're just going to try to push the boundaries. That's just what we do. Right. It's, our, it's our human nature. We, we want to break the rules. We want to push through. But if you say, honor one another, if and and really, I mean, this goes even back to just love one another, Jesus' command, right? It's just love one another. But but you say honor because that means putting another person above yourself, above yourself. honoring them above yourself. So what is best for them, not what is best for you. If you put what is best for them in every situation, you right. teach your kids this, Right. Then it's not about rules and they are going to do the right thing because when they think about like, um, you know, even silly things like how late am I able right. to stay out? Like if they if that's the rule and then they stay out five minutes late, they've dishonored you because they've broken the rule. But it's just breaking a little rule. Like, what does it hurt? What does it right. matter? Well, it does hurt yeah. because now I'm stressed out because I think you're dead because you didn't come home on time. Right. And I mean, that sounds extreme, but it's true. And right. if you're a parent, you know this is true, right? Five minutes. Those five minutes are the longest five so, minutes of ever. Just one more thing. Just yeah. and 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 so when you coach it in something else, and now now all of a sudden you're saying like, just honor your parents and honor your siblings. Now you're putting it in the terms of like, well, it's not about being five minutes late. It's like. How can I make this situation an honoring situation? Yeah. So you're having the communication. You're saying, hey, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm just going to text you. I'm just going to call you and say, like, I'm alive. You know, even in those little situations. But, of course, it also goes into really big situations, too. And and so it's not about rules. Right. It's about Relation. loving one another yeah. in, that, in that relationship. Yeah, my parents never gave me a curfew. And when I say that to people, they're like, What? No, we had conversations, you know. Okay, well, do you think this is a reasonable time to be home? Well, I don't know because, you know, this is supposed to happen at that time. Well, will you just please keep us, keep in touch, you know? Honor, honor, honor my parents. And, like, the rule's kind of arbitrary. Like, the time, the time of curfew is 
what does it matter? You know, what mm-hmm. matters is the communication and the honor given, you know? So yeah, the more rules you get stuck in, the easier it is for your family to get jumbled up in, in what is most important. And for us, what's most important is honor and everything follows through that. And that'll lead us in just a second into the consequences because there still are consequences, right? So there are natural consequences, things that just happen because life throws natural things back at you, but then there are intentional consequences that are based on the offense, which is way harder to deal with because it's easy to say, well, I'm taking your cell phone, I'm taking your car, I'm taking your toys, I'm doing, like, it's easy to do those things, but they're not necessarily effective because the kid doesn't care and the kid doesn't associate that with the behavior. They'd rather choose the sin than, oh, I'll sure. just do a quick consequence. Well, then you just do a, you, right, you, you right. do a cost-benefit analysis, yeah. right? And kids are, again, I said this before, kids are smart yeah. at, even, you know, four or five. They know cost-benefit analysis and they go like, is it worth it? To I'm going to do this thing anyway, <laughs> yeah. knowing that I can live with the consequence, right? right. And instead, we want to build up this relationship right. and, and really pour into this idea that if you break the relationship, that breaks my heart. And that has a lot more weight right. than I'm going to lose this toy for a day. You've like, broken right? our relationship. That doesn't matter at all. So, so we'll talk about don't why it's important to say the true things and not lie. Well, yeah, and I think, too, there's a lot of times when the kids are older and making these decisions, like, take your time in coming up with a consequence. Like, you, with discipline, you have to be super creative. Um, I'll give you an example that seriously was from the Lord because I don't think I ever could have come up with this on my own. But we, had, we have a child who just, at one stage, wanted long hair. Boy, he just wanted long hair. So, whatever. We let him grow his hair. It was long, 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 long. And we noticed an attitude in him that was just not what we were happy with. And we gave him multiple times to fix the behavior. And it never worked. Nothing was working. And I I reached, he did something to one of his brothers that just was the nail in the coffin. So I went into my room before I lost my mind. Another thing is... Don't lash out. Yes. That's never going to get you anywhere. And anywhere. I was on the edge mm-hmm. of going to lash out and mm-hmm. be regretful. I walked into my room. I was like, Lord, you have got to give me something here. And I felt like he just said, cut his hair. And I was like. Full on Samson what? status right there. Yeah. Cut his hair. And then I was like, that is it. And so I walked out to my kid and I said, listen. I love you too much to let this attitude continue. That is dishonoring mom and dad and your siblings. And so as a reminder for you that you are not allowed to act that way in this house, I'm cutting your hair. Now, I'm actually going to shave your hair. We're going all the way off. And you can start growing it out the second I'm done. But you may not have long hair and continue to live like that in our home. I love you, I care about you, and this seems really dramatic, but that's how serious this is. You are not allowed to act like that in this home. And he lost his mind. He lost his mind. And we shaved his head, and it worked. Mm -hmm. It worked. We got to his heart. And every time he looked in the mirror, he actually wore a buffalo hat for three days. Yes. Because he was... Not thrilled, but uh, it worked. And he realized that like, no, this attitude, the way I'm talking to my siblings, the way I'm treating them, like it doesn't work in this home, you know? And so they can't have their cake and eat it too if they're not willing to 
be obedient and honor again, you know. And so a lot of times, too, if you wait on coming up, you know, if your child does something naughty or, or bad, you know, like waiting and saying, you know, I just I'm so disappointed. I, I just did not see that one coming mm-hmm. that I'm going to need to wait and pray about how to handle this. And that is like telling your Ooh. child, like, wow, they want an immediate reaction. They want an immediate consequence. Um, but a lot of times pulling out and, and even sometimes too, sometimes that answer might be grace. You know, if they show sometimes. a sometimes if they show a repentant heart in that downtime where things are kind of settling, if they show a repentant heart and they come to you and, you know, realize where they went wrong, that might be the most effective discipline is to give grace. You know, every situation doesn't have a boxed answer. This is how you handle this. This is how you handle this. You have to take each child and each instance and bring it before the Lord and be creative. Mm -hmm. Very, very creative. Another thing too that we do in our house, if our kids fight, many people just say like, say you're sorry. That does nothing. That does nothing because it happens again. A huge thing in our home is how can I help you? Is there something that I can do to serve you since I offended you? And then I just tell my kids like, here is your chance. You ask for whatever you want. You want your room cleaned? Yep. You know, like you want, (laughs) you know, it's their chance to uh, take advantage of that. And serving each other again, goes back to honoring because we're honoring the relationship and we're trying to stop the sin that is tearing it apart. So being super creative is um, really important. So like with the siblings, how can I serve you? How can I help you? Because I wronged you. Mm -hmm. Also too, I remember my sister was babysitting one time and she called me and she's like, they're being terrible. Your kids are out of control and they are being awful. And I promptly turned around and came home and sat them down. And you have broken the relationship with Auntie Lynn's. And here's what we're going to do to fix it. Mm. Boys, you're getting your money. You're going to go buy flowers. Everyone sit down. We are writing an apology note. And we're going to go to work and we're going to deliver this. You know, letting them see that like, a, am sorry. No, this is going to cost you money. This is going to cost you time. And this is going to cost you effort as you go and repair the The relationship, relationship. and I think too, our kids now know what to expect. Like they, they know, they know what to expect from us, and so um, they know they're not going to get a one-stop shop. Mom and dad are just going to tell, have us do this. It's going to be, it's going to be a process. But our discipline comes back to honoring people and honoring the relationships and honoring God, and that's our focus for every disciplinary decision we make. Yeah, that's really good. So that that's the nutshell of of discipline. We won't go much longer here. Maybe a couple of closing thoughts in a moment. But um, it, discipline is really important. One, because it is from God, and that so it's important that God disciplines us. We need to pass that on to our children because we are concerned about their hearts. God is concerned about our heart. We're concerned about their hearts, and it is all about the relationship. That's what we've been talking about. So. When you do something wrong in this world, and then when you do something wrong in the family, when kids do something, it breaks that relationship. And the whole goal then is about restoring that relationship. So how do you do that? And it doesn't look like just grabbing random things off their floor and saying, you can't play with this anymore. You have to be intentional. That's the easy way. You have to be creative. And you have to figure out the way 
to lead them through this process of restoring the relationship. And it's going to probably look different almost every time, which is, again, part of this exhausting parenting thing. Mm -hmm. But it's really important because then they get these life skills that don't just apply to that moment, but then begin to apply to their friends and their schoolmates and their workmates and hopefully their spouses later on and all of these these parts of life. It's really important to instill these things in young yeah. so that when they are growing and, and becoming hopefully fully functioning adults, they can do this. And again, I recognize that there's a lot going on. If you didn't start this early enough, you can always start now. Like, don't feel like you've missed it. Don't feel guilty. Don't yeah. feel ashamed. Just start. Start doing these things. Start living and, and allowing your kids to know that relationship is a really, really important thing and you need to pour into it. And as parents, like, don't worry if you missed a couple of years, like, just lean in, do the best you can right now and be, be a, a, a parent that is active and actively parenting into um into this kingdom of god in in this shape of a family any closing thoughts i think just too we said this in the first episode also like clear expectations are everything mm. they're just everything and we keep it simple here our expectation of our children is that they will honor us and honor god right like that's yes. it like yeah. and that forms all the decisions that they make. Does this honor God? Does this honor my parents? Does this honor the people involved? And it, it essentially is kind of like a safety blanket for them to fall on. Like, does this honor people? And honestly, that helps take care of a lot of the, the discipline things when they know what is expected. Yeah. You know, that's a big gift that you can give to your kids. Clear expectations. And they know that you mean what you say and that you're going to follow through. Mm -hmm. So. Yep, that's really good. So thanks again for joining us at Church Public. This has been number two of the parenting series. You can always go back and check number one. I really appreciate you joining me and Bethany here today. We are not perfect. We are not experts, but we are parents and we're trying to do the best that we can. Huh. And we want to pass some of that on to you so that hopefully you can do the best that you can to live in this crazy culture and follow Jesus with everything that you have. So thanks again for choosing Church Public. God bless. And as always, keep the faith.